Elizabeth Warren lies again. This woman, she lies like a rug. Now this time it's about her getting fired for being pregnant. She was fired for being pregnant, guys. Well, I don't know. You seem to have a lying gene. So I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't even have been procreating in the first place because obviously you have some gene that is prone to compulsive lying and there is no reason this planet needs more of you. This woman's nuts. This woman is a nut job. In fact, does this woman even believe what she is saying? I don't know. This woman might need medical attention for her lies. live footage of the Warrenator showing off her stuff, showing us what she's got, and we love it. Our sponsor today is a great university. It's called Ashford. I want to tell you about them. Ashford University is an accredited institution that lets you do higher education at your own pace. They have a flexible scheduling program that provides learners with the opportunity to achieve higher education goals while still balancing work, home, and family life. These days, higher learning is more accessible than ever. You can gain the skills that you can use in your job now. You can gain knowledge that prepares you for the job market of tomorrow. And if you want a master's degree, but you know, this, this complicated thing called life gets in the way, well, Ashford University has a solution to that. And Ashford University, their online courses allow you to study wherever and whenever you're comfortable learning. And you don't even need the GRE or the GMAT, you just enter the program, and it is fully accredited by the WASC Senior College and University Commission. Go to ashford.edu slash WHB. That is ashford.edu slash WHB. So Lion Liz is at it again, all right? I feel like all these people have mugs on their desks, but they never drink from it. And what is the point of a mug if you're not going to at least drink from it occasionally? All right, lying Liz, she can't get enough of her lying. Now she's saying she's got fired for being preggers. She says she was fired from a teaching job after becoming visibly pregnant. The problem is, guess what? It never happened. But don't let facts get in the way of a good democratic sob story. By the end of the first year, I was visibly pregnant. And the principal did what principals did in those days. Wished me luck and hired someone else for the job. Okay. Okay. Now, after she got called out on it, because that was just a big fat lie, here's what she said. All I know is I was 22 years old, I was six months pregnant, and the job that I had been promised for the next year was going to someone else. The principal said they were going to hire someone else for my job, she said. Oh, I bet her papa was devastated. You know, her papa was dancing around his teepee, guzzling the fire water, and then he finds out that his daughter was fired because she was having a little mini Cherokee baby. Oh wait, never mind. It turns out the whole thing was made up. Turns out the whole thing was false. Minutes of an April 21st, 1971 Riverdale Board of Education meeting obtained by the Washington Free Beacon show that the board voted unanimously on a motion to extend Warren a second year contract. So they weren't going to fire her. They were going to extend a second year contract for a two days per week teaching job. 
and that job is similar to the one she held the previous year, her first year of teaching. And minutes from a board meeting held two months later on June 16, 1971, indicate that Warren's resignation, her resignation, not her firing, her resignation was accepted with regret. Oh, so she lied. Shocking, shocking that the woman who pretended to be a Cherokee Indian didn't tell the truth. And she told a completely different story on camera in 2008. My first year post-graduation, uh, uh, I worked, it was in a public school system, but I worked with the, the children with disabilities. And um, I did that for a year. And then that summer, uh, I, I actually didn't have the education courses, so I was on an emergency certificate, it was mm -hmm. called. And I went back to graduate school and took a couple of courses in education and said, I don't think this is going to work out for me. Mm. And I was pregnant with my first baby. So I had a baby uh, and stayed home for a couple of years. And I was really casting about, thinking, what am I going to do? So just a completely different story for you. Just a completely different tale. There's no relationship to the one she's telling now about how she was fired because she was visibly pregnant. So it's clear Elizabeth Warren has a difficult relationship with the truth. It's clear that Elizabeth Warren likes to lie a little bit. It's clear that Elizabeth Warren likes to spin tales to make herself seem more like a victim or like some kind of minority. Because remember, Remember, this is a woman who began her campaign by pretending to be Little Miss Chief Sitting Bull, all right? So the problem with Elizabeth Warren is that she has no integrity. The problem with Elizabeth Warren is that she's not an honest woman. And she's somebody to pay attention to because as she rises in the polls, this is something that we need to be wary of. Back in April, she was polling in the mid-single digits nationally, but she now leads a number of national and early state polls. In other words, she's in the lead in a number of polls. She's starting to appeal to more people. So she's worth paying attention to since, you know, Biden, oh, Biden is the presumed nominee. Biden's a bumbling idiot. Biden's not gonna be the nominee. Biden doesn't even know where he is half the time. He doesn't know if he's indoors or outdoors. He has no clue where he is. He has no clue where he's speaking. And even SNL is acknowledging that. So that's a little bit of a problem for the Biden campaign. I'll let them deal with that. Warren, on the other hand, is on the up and up. Warren is appealing to more moderate voters. Warren's support is going up with moderates and even conservative voters. She's starting to appeal to voters that don't have college degrees. She's starting to appeal to minority voters. She's starting to appeal to black voters. And remember, black voters make up about 20 to 25% of the Democrat electorate. And black voters are key for the Democrats. And Quinnipiac's past two national polls showed that Warren's support among black voters nearly doubled from 10% to 19%. And the most recent YouGov Economist survey found her at 15% among African Americans compared to 9% in its final August poll. And Monmouth's late September survey found her at 20% among non-whites, more broadly up from 14% in August. So she's somebody who we should probably pay attention to. And she's a person we should pay attention to because she lies, because she is bereft of any character. And Elizabeth Warren wants to take your money, she wants to kill your babies and destroy our country while pretending to be this beautiful Indian chiefess who was fired because of sexism and because of racism probably, because everything is racist.
But I'm telling you now, watch out for this woman because I believe she will be the nominee and it is bad news for the country to say the least that the Democrats, the opposition party in this country would elect such a radical America hating sellout who simply lies endlessly to get ahead. All right, is there any wonder why Americans are so willing to try socialism? When you look at the Republicans in Congress, and see they're just as bad as the Democrats and see that they love spending just as much as the left without any thought to the consequences. We have a disease in this country. We have a spending disease. We have a culture that glamorizes spending money even if you don't have the money to pay for it. Oh, your bank is empty? Well, that's a later problem. That's a problem for the future. Here's a nice line of credit. Go nuts. Don't have money for health care? Why not let the government pay for it? They'll cover it. You don't have to have any responsibility. Well, I was surprised by this, but it turns out that millennials are actually saving their money and the boomers are pissed about it. Fiscal responsibility? We can't have any of that. We haven't had any of that for decades, and now you guys want to come in and save your money? You don't want to spend all of your money? And so CNBC has an article. There's a theory that stingy millennials are to blame for the sluggish economy. Uh, why? Because we have savings accounts? Basically, this article, CNBC article, is claiming that since millennials are saving more of their money, it's ruining the economy. I don't know, man. I don't know, but I think what might be ruining the economy is uh, the massive amount of government debt that no one, and I mean no one in Congress, is doing anything about while they spend trillions of bucks on entitlements. Maybe it's the massive amount of debts that Americans are saddled with as a direct result of government intervention that's slowing down the economy. I don't know. Trillions of dollars on Medicaid and Medicare. You know, we pretend we're made of money. We're made of money, and Trump absolutely has done a great, thing, a great job of turning things around from the Obama years, which were a disaster. But it's really a problem in our culture. It's really a problem with what we're comfortable with, that we are so comfortable with debt. You know, and I, you know, if you wanna set an example for your kids, if you wanna teach your kids something important, maybe fiscal responsibility is it. You know, I was on the show a couple, probably a couple weeks ago, I took a hit from a jewel, took a hit from a jewel and all these angry parents came out, came out of their hole. How dare you? You're setting a bad example for my kids. Well, boomers, what kind of example are you setting for your kids where you're teaching them not to save their money? When you're teaching them to spend all of their money on college, when you're telling them to take out loans that you pay off for decades and accrue interest over the years, when you're teaching them to take out credit card loans so that they can go to brunch on the weekends, well, you have to build your credit. That's what they're teaching us. That's what they're teaching your kids. So I wanna make sure that kids actually learn something important. And for all the kids watching this, because apparently, as I was reminded by the angry boomer parents, how dare you teach my kids that it's okay to jewel? Want to teach them that regular people don't crash the economy. Wall Street and government crash the economy. It's not one or the other. They do it together. They're intertwined. The moon and the ocean are pulling against each other and us regular people are the boat. So I want young people to know this. When you see stuff like this in the Wall Street Journal, 
that says Americans are saving more and that isn't necessarily good? Really? Wall Street Journal? I mean, what in the world are they smoking? I want young people to know that when they see headlines like that, that saving your money is not good, just ignore it. That is so painfully dumb. And then they wonder, they wonder how has socialism become so profoundly popular with our youth? Uh, this is how socialism becomes popular because we are inundated with dumb, bad information. We're encouraged to follow the government's example and spend and spend and spend as if there's no tomorrow. Well, consider this. Americans have several different types of debt besides credit card debt. This includes mortgages, auto loans, and student loans, all totaling up to an average debt per household of $132,529. So $133,000, that's basically what that rounds up to. That's, that's a condo. You can get a condo for that money. And debt, of course, cripples you. Debt, of course, leaves you with little wiggle room in life. So it makes sense that if you're crippled with that debt, I don't know, you might look to government for a solution when it gets overwhelming. And that is exactly how they intend it to work. Encourage people to take out these loans, encourage people to spend all this money that they don't have. And then what option do they have? Oh, government. And we'll enslave them to government. We'll remove their agency to live freely by crippling them with this debt, and then they have no choice but to look to government. So let's take one of those issues, student loans, and let's look at what conservatives are saying versus what the socialists are saying, and see that it's no wonder that socialism is appealing to so many people, because the conservative viewpoint is not attractive. And especially when you've got people like Bernie and Elizabeth Warren coming along and offering a way to lighten that load, Student loan debt cancellation is what they're offering. What's more appealing? You've got to pay off your loans that you were forced to take out by the boomer generation, or we're just going to alleviate them and you won't have to pay them. And it's unfair because you were probably told from the moment that you were born that if you want a good life and you want to succeed and you want to live the good life, you've got to go to college. And to pay for college, most families don't just have hundreds of thousands of dollars lying around in the bank account, especially after the 2008 financial crisis. So now student debt is the major problem. And now so many people in my generation are saddled with this debt. Among the class of 2018, 69% of college students took out student loans and they graduated with an average debt of 29,800 bucks, including private and federal debt. Meanwhile, 14% of their parents took out an average of $35,600 in federal parent plus loans. And the conservatives don't really have an attractive solution for this, do they? You know, it's not good enough to just dismiss this as, well, you should have gone to a cheaper school when the reason that college is so expensive is because government made it that way in the first place. You can't blame people for being attracted to student debt cancellation programs when the best thing that conservatives are offering is wagging their finger in your face and saying, suck it up, buttercup. You shouldn't have taken out that loan in the first place. Oh, you mean when we were 17 and we were told by you people that we have to take out these loans if we want to have a shot at success in this world? Conservatives act like the only people with student loan debt are the liberals who majored in feminism and basket weaving, but that's not true. 
Of course, personal responsibility is important, and you do have to do your due diligence when you're choosing a school, but conservatives also need to offer real solutions that would reverse the harmful influence that the government has had on the cost of college, or else they can't be mad when America decides, oh, socialism is attractive because you've screwed me over. So let me reiterate, it's not your savings account, it's not the fact that you're saving your money that is slowing the economy down. It is a bloated government wasting your money without a second thought. And this system has got to change because debt is not healthy. And when economies crash, you know, the rich people are gonna be fine. The rich people are going to be just fine. They are going to have a much easier time recovering. But the normal people, the middle class, are the ones who suffer the most. And I don't wanna be at the mercy of faceless bureaucrats in the government and financial sector, do you? Of course not. So how do you protect yourself from the government's idiocy? You do it by making sure you have enough money in the bank that you don't need the government to rescue you. And you do that by saving your money. So when the boomers at the Wall Street Journal say, saving your money is part of the problem, do not believe them because that's what leads to socialism. And socialism will kill us. And the way Republicans in Congress are acting, they're gonna kill us too, just a little bit slower than what the left and the Democrats are doing. So do yourself a favor, be responsible with your money, make sure you've got some money stashed away so that if you get knocked upside the head, you aren't in a financial panic. You know, there's a horrifying stat that says most Americans don't have enough money saved to cover a $500 emergency bill. Do not let that be you. Be smart with your money and don't let these ridiculous boomers at the Wall Street Journal tell you that saving your money is not a good thing because it is and it will save you in the long run. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.